Well. Happy New Year's losers. <laughs> Happy New Year's. Is it? I've always, I've never, I've never, I'm an Englishman. I'm a, I'm a bachelor of the English, um, of the science of English. And I, I still don't know if it's happy new years or new, is it, and is it new well, it's, year apostrophe S new years, just S like it's the, the newest it's, of the years. So it's, is it, it's new year's day as in the day of the new year. Like you, so new like, year like new apostrophe year owns S. The day. Right, but I think I think you should say Happy New Year. Although I, you know, I think if you say Happy New Year's, it's implied that you're saying Happy New Year's Day. But I've never once thought of it being Happy New Year's Day, but that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) I just like I I I I've always been too afraid to ask, and I'm I'm really glad that you created this (laughs) this safe space for us, you know, to to come out and and say this kind of stuff. It's amazing. You know, they don't they don't want us to say happy new years anymore because of woke. So hit it, Joe. <laughs> Thanks to Joe Byron. Uh speaking nowadays of, no, you can't say New Year's. Speaking of we we we're gonna have a special guest on, but they also can't make it here because of woke. Um <clears throat> Yeah, we don't know quite what happened. We're still trying to get in contact with them. Maybe Maybe we'll find out during the episode. Maybe we'll hop some on some kind of skill issue or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, now more than ever, it's really hard to to book guests. I'm telling you, but I'm, it's a new year. I'm a, a little pleased day. that they're not actually on here because their name, you know, first name same as me, so that could get a little awkward. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, confusing. I have a rule actually that I only really do podcasts with people with A names. So that's I've, <laughs> historically, and that's I've true. I've gone through two Andrews already. <laughs> I've gone through an Adam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm. Oh, I wanted to tell everyone that I'm. I'm making. I'm making a uh, black eyed peas and collard greens. Beans and uh, greens. Collard and turnip greens mix. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Let's be real here. This is That's all part of a promise I've made to myself <laughs> to eat in a more healthy way, a better diet. Yeah. So. So there you go. Yeah. So it smells so good in the house. I left the dude, I left a ham bone because we got a ham for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Put the ham bone in like my big old tall stock pot, had it going all day yesterday. And then last night I was like, you know what? We've got the wood burning stove going all night and it's just enough heat on top of the stove. So I put it on top of the wood burning stove. So it was like really low simmer mm-hmm. and the whole house smells like ham, ham and it's bone. delicious. The ham bones connected to the, <laughs> the steam hams. Anyway. <laughs> um, we've got it now. It, it's a new year. We've got an in memoriam here. Yeah, uh, this happened just before Christmas, but uh, Ali Ahmed Aslam, the inventor of chicken tikka masala, oh. passed away in Glasgow at the age of 77. So um, He was very a sad. Scot. He, uh, well, yes. Uh, so... Yeah. And it was invented so, in Scotland. So, so I've always thought it was like funny that England's national dish <clears throat> was invented by a, a an a Asian Pakistani a Pakistani person. However, in, in Glasgow, <laughs> it wasn't even in England. It was in Glasgow. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. As usual, the English stealing things from you know the other constituent nations I've, of the United I've been Kingdom. watching so much Time Team, Andrew. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show yet. <laughs> 
but I, I've basically been mainlining. I haven't listened to any podcasts. I haven't done any, all I've done my whole Christmas break is just watch time team videos on YouTube. And the thing I've discovered is that, uh, the, the English, like they, they've told you that, oh, this is an island and people keep coming here and invading and wiping out the other people. And that's just like a cycle of things that happen. You know, like first we had the first peoples here, then we had, you know, we had Celts, we had Anglo-Saxons, we had Normans, we had like all these different people, the Vikings came in and raided. And, and it's like, it turns out the more I'm learning about the archeology span of that cursed land that like, no, mostly most of the people who went there showed up and were like, oh, hey, what's up, y'all? And they're like, oh, hey, it's chill. Just moving over here. We'll hang out. Like they just like integrated into society more or less. Mm-hmm. But then there was like at some point, I think it was the Normans who ruined it all. And those mm. were the like OG English. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were the ones who were like, you know what? We just invented colonizing and we're going to do it here first. <laughs> and then they went and colonized <laughs> the rest of the world. Yeah. But they like make up this lie that no 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 everyone's done this it's not just us but no it it's not yeah it was it was basically like uh, look I'm the king of England now I've decided yeah you know yeah th- this is the William the Conqueror the Norman and they were like it, no you're not and he's like no I think I am it was literally so. like it is in um what what the the Holy Grail uh Monty Python Holy Grail like yeah that that's that's actually extremely accurate <laughs> and then and happened. then. And then that began a rich thousand year tradition of them uh, fighting each other all the time over who's in charge. So, but you know what? Yeah. The, what? You know, non non white people in in the British Isles turning trials into triumphs. It's just they just keep doing it. Thank yeah. you to Ali Ahmed Aslam for inventing a delicious dish. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Um. This is, I don't know how to segue to this, but let's talk about my bathroom. <laughs> you put this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Uh, I, you know. I'm going to be using my bathroom after eating too much chicken tikka masala, but then that plays into racist mm. stereotypes, Andrew, you know? It, you know, yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like that. Like, I don't, I, I don't like that this food makes me poo-poo unless it is um, oh, dairy. Cause, cause I am, we had, we had like, there's this local place called Nick's Pizza that we mm-hmm. that we like to frequent it's like an establishment here and they have a pizza that's like it it's not like any other sort of regional pizza really it's it's almost like detroit style like they cook it in the pans and stuff you know but like yeah. the crust is like a sourdough like they have a starter that they've just been using for years and it's not like super sour it's pretty mild but it's very funky and fermenty do you know what i mean and it bubbles and it rises a lot Mm-hmm. And they put so much cheese on that, Andrew. It's like a quarter inch of cheese, like maybe up to a half. It's so much <laughs> cheese. And I can usually handle some cheese, but man, it wrecked me. So anyhow. That's, uh, that's a lot of calories. That much gives cheese. A lot, that's a lot of calories. So I've been thinking about bathrooms. And I saw this TikTok that was like, I don't know about this guy. I'm not like, this is not an endorsement of this person, but it did instigate a thought in my head. And it's this guy who's like a... He's some OnlyFans creator guy making this isn't you know, a this isn't sexy a Reddit Reddit male living space kind of thing, is it? No, no, no. Okay. He's like it's actually kind of cool because he's like basically like you know it's kind of filmed in a little bit of a cheesy way, like you know millennial jump cut kind of a thing. But right. the information is good because he's like, hey, um, here's some tips for men. 
with your bathrooms. And like one of the tips is like, Hey, you know, women exist, right? Like keep, keep tampons and pads. Like don't be an idiot. Here's a little thing you can get, put them. And I'm and like, I, you know, I don't know why that never occurred to me. Mm. I was just like, I never, I don't need this. So it doesn't go in my bathroom. But like, Obviously, you have guests. Like, what if someone needs something? And you know what I mean? This is making me self-conscious about my bathroom <laughs> setup. <now. laughs> well, it did for me. Not super self-conscious, but it just made me excited to be like, oh, you know what? I need to up my bathroom game. So I I am doing all kinds of stuff in my bathroom. In 2023, we're upping our bathroom game. <laughs> yeah. 2023 Folks, is the year of good men's bathrooms. This okay? this podcast sponsored by uh, Tushy Bidets and that bamboo <laughs> toilet paper company. <laughs> and uh, dude wipes. Yeah. <laughs> dude wipes are the most... I hate the name, but I buy them because they're so good, Andrew. They're so, have you used a dude wipe? Well, no, I have a bidet, so. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I don't have a bidet. I don't think it would fit in the area, and mm. I also, I don't. I'm, I'm concerned about how it would work. I, I know me, and I know I would make a mess of things. So, <laughs> uh, I just, I just know how I. Am. I just think, like, can we be sponsored by a company that makes like little jute bathroom flat woven <laughs> rugs or something? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but anyhow, in this video, you also talked about things like, you know, you should just keep a bunch of washcloths in your bathroom for a, you should be using them. And he talks about, you know, cleaning your butthole, um, which a lot of men struggle with, it seems. Um, but he's like, also, you should just keep washcloths for like people need them and you should, they should be a dark color. Cause like people could be concerned, like, Oh, you know, if I get something on here, they'll be judged. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. Oh, that makes sense. So I bought a bunch. You know, you can buy like a freaking a 50 pack of hand towels on Amazon for like five bucks or something. So washcloths are, are, are one of the few items that are still inexpensive in today's yeah. world in Biden's so, America. Yeah, there's no there's no they're anti-inflationary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like so I bought a bunch of washcloths. I'm getting things that and, I, and he shows you how to roll your towels and your washcloths. Um, the way he doesn't, isn't the way I do it. I, I, this led me on a journey about how to roll clothing items and towels and bedding and things. Mm. Um, and I've discovered the ranger roll. Have you heard of the ranger roll? I've not. I, I used to be the like roll up my shirts to put them in the drawer, uh, uh -huh. type of guy, but I have a I find that. I don't know. It's a lot of work. <clears throat> I, I hang my, my shirts and my pants i only like and, roll up my underwear and undershirts and stuff like that and, and frankly i uh, got rid of a lot of my old t-shirts so you know so oh, well whatever yeah you don't seem like much of a t-shirt man anymore you're, you're i am i just had a lot of t-shirts that said things on them and i've decided that that is um Oh, it said that things is, like men's rights now. No, uh, no. More like you <laughs> gamers know, po rights. Podcast t-shirts. Well, I've just decided that uh, t-shirts that contain any sort of wordage of any kind uh -huh. is of the devil. So, you know. <laughs> that is how they get you. That's how the devil gets in. That's you how, should not have graphic t-shirts. You, you should have simply patterned t-shirts or solid colors, in my opinion. So, Yeah, if you yeah. understand this. It's but a, it, it, yeah. That's part of growing up. Um, but anyhow, there's, I, I've, I've linked a page to show you how to do the ranger roll, but it is pretty cool. It like creates a pocket at the end of the roll that you stuff the, the rolled stuff into. 
So it sort of like holds itself there. And I've been, I range, I, I went through, I've just been ranger rolling everything in my house. If I can do it, I'm ranger rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm going to ranger, ranger roll some uh, puff pastry sheets I've got out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Trying to I'm roll also, up the dogs. <laughs> yes. Also, my bathroom has like, it's on the like worst part. It's like on the, the east side, <clears throat> the east side of the house, north. And on the other side of the window, there's like a bunch of tall pine trees. So it's this extremely shaded area. There's one small window above the shower to let light in. And I've tried keeping plants in there and it just won't work. And I was like, you know what? I'm just buying fake plants. So I did. And it looks, it looks great. You know what I mean? Mm. It makes me, it, it simulates nature in a way that makes me feel good. And mm. I've, and you know, I've grown up <laughs> and I've accepted that, that it's fine. It doesn't have to be alive. Mm-hmm. But something funny, Andrew. So I went. Uh, so I saw this thing. I'm like, oh, let me get some tampons. Let me get like a variety pack, and let me get some some pads. Um, <clears throat> and I I did a pickup order because like the way our Walmart is over here is like, you don't want to go in there. <laughs> like it's it's a it's ma'am. But so your Walmart order. is reliable enough at online pickup. Yeah, apparently they've okay. they've like uh, the, maybe the past six months now it's pretty good for online pickup. So. That's um, fascinating because every Walmart here, if you go to do online pickup, you end up sitting there for like 45 minutes. Oof. Yeah, no, that. that and then some guy <laughs> comes out and they're like, uh, and you're like, what exactly? You're like, what, so what, what's your name? What order? And they go, oh, uh, and then they go back into the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this isn't your stuff. Yeah. Um, so far, knock on wood, it's been all right. Um, but anyhow, it was very funny to see what they made substitutes for the tampons, like I ordered a variety pack. You know what mm. I mean? That makes mm-hmm. sense, right? But then Substitute they just like tampon. they just substituted the tampons for like mm-hmm. something else. And I'm like, well, if I was like a woman and I needed these like now, and you're just like, sorry, this would not be helpful. Here's what you, yeah, <laughs> that's what you get. Like that's something you can't do that with. And they did the same thing with the pads. Like they substituted the pads with something, and they and then they doubled the number. So now I'm I'm like up to my ears in in pads so <laughs> not to figure out some sort of art installation i can do with them or something i don't know i can't i'm all pads all jerry i've got I'm so many pads, pads. <laughs> <laughs> i'm up to my ears in pads jerry um uh, anyhow uh, <laughs> that's my life that's what's going uh, on it a seinfeld like very... plot where you figure out some way to unload the pads or whatever and then get the, caught the, by the, newman because you're doing the some guy... sort of postal inspection fraud <laughs> <laughs> the worker the worker who who was like unloading my stuff um looked like he looked like if you picture in your mind an Andrew Tate disciple this is him okay mm, mm-hmm. he looked at my list and looked at me he's like you wait what's your name i'm all Aaron he's all looked back at the list looked at me and was confused and i didn't think about it Conf- until later judgment but I was like, or just confusion <clears throat> just confusion and like what mm. And like, but then I saw that he had like, <laughs> that does seem like an Andrew bagged, Tate disciple sort of thing to be like, why would a man? The, the tampons and the pads in separate bags, double bagged and tied with the tightest knot over the top. Like for shame, anyone should see <laughs> that these even exist and my hands don't like, even want to touch you. them. <laughs> like <laughs> it was so uh, weird, dude. 
And I want to know, I want to like, I don't think that's a normal thing. Is that normal? I, cause I used to no, buy them. I mean, yeah. I didn't used to pick them up, but I used to buy them all the time for like, you know, friends and family. But like, I, I don't <laughs> think you generally need to double bag a, a thing of pads. <laughs> like what's, it's just paper in there. Like it's just cotton. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> this feels, there's like some Petersonian aspect to this. Yes. I think there's some really deep seated thing going on in there uh in that person's brain um and then the last this is totally unrelated i don't know how to segue you know what segues are out for 2023 (laughs) (laughs) we're just we're doing audio based jump cuts (laughs) wait hang on i Um, can just we instead of segues i'll just i'll just do um so it you posted a series of photos that you've been taking with yeah. your film camera, film um, film photographs, which are delightful. I've been Photo- enjoying photographic those. images. Yeah. It is funny to me that you take the photos with a film camera, have the film developed, and then, and then scan and then scan that. them in. Yeah, and upload them to Instagram. <laughs> and then upload yeah. them to Instagram is very funny to me. But but that's um, like the main workflow these days. Like if you go to photo yeah. labs and ask for prints, they're kind of not super prepared <laughs> to do that. Like, wait, you want like these printed out? Like for what for? <laughs> Where are you going to put them? <laughs> um. So, but you had one in the last slide. I can't stop thinking about it, Andrew. It was a sign that's, that's for a I dentist. That's why I put it in as the last, last slide. <laughs> it's a sign I like for to, a dentist's office. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but it is, it is, um, it, it's sort of a, uh, a Gen Z thing to do these slideshows, and you like, you put in serious stuff, but then you put in like a goofy thing at the end to like, yeah, break it up, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, appropriating that, I guess, you know. Yeah, appropriating youth culture. Yeah. Um, but it was a sign for a dentist, and, and the name was the name of the dentist. It just said Angela Gum DDS. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, and the Angela sign is Gum. the sign is also a giant toothbrush with toothpaste on <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, it said Angela Gum DDS. And I, I, you know, one walks around sometimes, and you're like, God, what am I gonna take pictures of? And then you just like, <laughs> the key is to like keep your eyes open because you will catch something like this, and it's yeah. like, okay. That's a photo. <laughs> That's the thing I love about photography and something I've heard a lot of photographers say is that the the point of photography is to change the way you look at the world when you're not taking pictures. And I think that's very true because you really start to notice like things that you just your brain just filters out because you're occupied with something else. You're not really paying as much attention. Um, and then but then you're blessed with Angela Gum DDS. Like, did she Angela change Gum. her name to Angela Gum? That's was a, she you born? Know, well, is, well, that's the is other that question. Nominative like, determinism. What if she married into the gum fan? <laughs> she were, she married into like big it, gum. It, it's just pure coincidence that she, you know. I don't know. <laughs> now freaking, I must know. I'm looking up incredible. Angela Gum. We need we need to. Hey, all of the little gum shoes. Let's do like a true and on thing. Gum shoes. Uh, little little gum shoes <laughs> out there. Uh, please research Angela Gum. Tell tell us tell us what you can find out about her, yeah. but not not in a weird way, okay? To the FBI agent listening to our podcast, that's not what we mean. We don't want you to dox Angela Gum, but you know what? We want to know more. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Another one. <laughs> um, 
AM radio. Do you listen to AM radio? Amplitude modulated. I, uh, I grew up on like such a diet of AM radio. It was like always on everywhere I went. Probably and then you grew out of it because you're a proper human being. Yeah, probably into my like early twenties. Nice. Like mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I and I listened to it all. I listened to like the conservative talk radio stuff. I listened to just the random stuff on like the weekends. I listened to Art Bell, you know, all that weird kooky stuff. Right. I yeah, I ate it up. Mm-hmm. Art Bell, a man whose name is just nouns. So, uh, well, you the know, most, AM the, the, radio. The, the true anti-pronoun guy. Yeah. Straight nouns only, His please. name is just two objects, so. <laughs> uh, AM radio may be on the way out now um, because uh, AM, the, the nature of amplitude modulated radio frequency transmissions is that... Um, they are very easily interfered with by the electronics in uh, electric vehicles. And so car makers have judged that uh, rather than spending a whole lot of money on making uh, AM radios work in EVs, uh, you know, and and be noise free, uh, that it's simply not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and so a lot of new EVs uh do not come with AM radio uh as a as a feature anymore. That so that has got to really bug some of the <clears throat> I'm like 80% of Tesla owners I'm sure are AM conservative talk radio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are some, but I think, you know, I don't know. It's like at the same time, you can probably like, you know, listen to your favorite AM radio guy as a podcast or like live stream it from your phone yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Or like, God forbid you satellite radio. So, yeah. Oh, satellite radio is so bad. We've I talked think about that before. It's, I think it's interesting because like AM radio is uh, an interesting technology, but it's one that's been obsolete for literally a hundred years when FM radio was invented. Like it's, it's a very inferior method of transmitting. Uh, I mean, it is cool that it like bounces off the atmosphere. You have to admit. Yes. Uh, that's, although that's, that's, that's a goaded way for radio waves to behave. Although that's more of a function of the frequencies that are allocated for AM and not necessarily oh, that it yeah. is AM specifically. So, like, I don't know. Uh, there are some uh, complaints <clears throat> in this article in the New York Times. There are some folks who are like, oh, but AM radio is, uh, you know, used uh, for, uh, you know, like um, emergency, emergency broadcast or whatever, channels. which is true. But so also is FM and, yeah. you know, TV and whatnot. So. Um, I will say I do love AM radio giving us delicious compression. Like the way AM radio sounds to me is so good. Like the the kind of compression they use on AM radio is just like, I don't know. I, I, I start to become like a vinyl guy when I think about it. <laughs> it's because it has, yeah, it just has such low bandwidth that it can't really be like good <laughs> frankly <laughs> i but it's like oh. something about it feels good because it's like i don't know it's so warm you know like it's so compressed i love it but, I, but can you imagine back sonorous. in the day uh listening to like music was only available on oh. am radio trying to listen to music on am 
Uh, yeah. So. I mean, that's why music was like yakety sax, like, l- l- or yakety yak. Sorry, not yakety sax. That's different. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's just like, it's, there's not a lot. There's like two instruments happening. That's all you yeah. can hear. There was at some point an attempt to make a stereo version of AM radio. Um, mm. And I, I don't think that much that really uh, took off. You know what because... I'm realizing? I grew up in a mono world. Oh, you did, yes. I grew up listening to AM radio, and I grew up listening to the Beach Boys, which were all mixed mono. Mm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I, sorry, I'm gonna take this off the line. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna think about this <laughs> <laughs> for, for a while. My brain right now just went like... <laughs> Man, I live I lived I lived mono for like the first twenty years of my life. Much mm. to think about. Yeah. We'll we'll we know. We'll check back in with Aaron later after he resets <laughs> his brain. Uh speaking of new developments, um, there is a startup called Make Sunsets, uh, that has uh begun releasing particles into the atmosphere in an effort to tweak the climate what particles you ask sulfur they're they're releasing sulfur into the air to make sunsets uh to try and yeah to try and like reflect sunlight to to cool the earth um and the thing (laughs) me the thing about this is that like there's not really uh they didn't really do a lot of due diligence it seems um, and also yeah, they're sort of just doing imagine. this without any sort of, um, it appears approval or anything. So, um, you know, and I would say that like, you know, in this article they discussed that like, yeah, like sulfur can be used to reflect sunlight or whatever, but like the exact, you know, methods and <clears throat> quantities and whatever to do it safely and effectively are not easy. Um, but we do know what happens when you put sulfur into the atmosphere, which is that you get acid rain. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> really, I think what they're doing here is they're doing cloud seeding for acid rain. <laughs> I just love how personally I would not just inject things into the atmosphere. <laughs> like I think we need to be doing less of injecting <clears throat> things into the atmosphere. Like generally, I also I also feel like um, that's not your atmosphere, bro. Get off. Yeah. That's like our atmosphere, okay? Once again, it's business like privatizing the public goods. It's like your your, in, your entire startup is based on externalities. Like literally, like wh- who's going to pay you? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I just love that every new startup now in in in, the, in this year of our Lord 2023, every new startup is going to be just like a James Bond villain. Yeah, like right. I will coat the Earth's atmosphere in sofa. Yeah, <laughs> like, and next, you know, next thing you know, someone's villain. gonna launch a space laser, or whatever, you know, <laughs> a giant space mirror. <laughs> I mean, like, and I like, you know, the idea is like, well, no one else is is you know uh, doing anything about it. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily should either. <laughs> yeah, and like, why should a company have the like? There's no way you do you know how big the globe is? Do you know how big the planet it like you're not Yeah. You can't do this. Like it's There's so several obvious. billion people on here and you're just like, you know, spraying sulfur into the atmosphere because you're like, well, it'll probably help. But that's just the that's the like narcissistic brain virus of like 
Western capitalist man. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just mm-hmm. like so nuts. M- many such cases. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you heard Another about one? Have you heard about? Are you familiar with the the murders that took place at the University of Idaho? Uh, some I some weeks I ago. have studiously avoided knowing anything about this. Um, yeah, just because I just don't want to. I just like. I mean, I'm 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 fine to talk about it now. I want to learn. Like, teach me. Right. But yeah, I I've kept my brain unsullied by anything having to do with Idaho or murder for the past month. It's a no, you know how there's like no nut November. Yeah. This is like no murder December for me. So yeah, uh, pretty awful. Four students were stabbed to death. Um, and, uh, stabbing's a crazy way to kill somebody too. You, yeah. You, you don't like just stab somebody once and you're done. Like it's, it's gruesome. Right. Um, but what is interesting here is that there is a TikTok personality. Um, whose name is Ashley Gillard, who um, has sort of latched on to the, the popularity. And until recently, there was like not a suspect or whatever. Um, mm. We'll discuss, we'll, we'll follow up on that. But um, so th- she was like making TikToks about it um, and uh, basically accused a uh, professor at the University of Idaho of doing the murders. Um, and so this com- is like how reddit had its boston bombing marathon bombing moment this yes. is the, this for tiktok this basically. is this for tiktok but instead of like the mob actual, justice instead of actual theories it's like tarot card reading stuff no for real yeah <laughs> that's so tiktok <laughs> right exactly <laughs> she's like well obviously he did it because he's a gemini so a tarot card reader focusing on unsolved mysteries per her tiktok description gillard has in the past posted videos about other high profile murder cases um so she yeah she basically accused this professor uh falsely um and so this professor's now <laughs> suing her uh and the police has said that this particular professor is not a person of interest and whatever and they they have no reason to suspect that she had anything to do uh, with the murder so it's just like the, this tiktoker has just been making tiktoks full of demonstrably false uh accusations so uh she's gonna have a good time in court i'm sure with the lawsuit um yeah although you know she responded to the lawsuit in a tiktok video she said i'm actually gleaming with excitement i'm going to immediately start planning because i cannot wait to present my ideas in court regarding the professor and her oh. role in the murder of the she murder thinks, of the four. She thinks it's going to be like the students. the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, where it's going to be like a publicity. Uh, yeah, she seems to think this her. is her. She seems to think this is her moment. Um, the influencers in the, on TikTok are becoming so unhinged from reality. Like it's like the same thing with the pink sauce lady. It's like they have no, nobody around them to tell them like, uh, hey, uh, you're, you're you're this isn't real life. You know that right? Like. You, you can't just transition this stuff into real life. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, on Friday, police arrested a graduate student from Washington State University, which is like across the state line from the University of Idaho, I guess, um, for the murders. Uh, and he <laughs> is a graduate student in, take a guess. Economics. No, criminology. <laughs> and criminal justice. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he earlier this month completed his first semester as a PhD student in the school's criminal justice program. So, which is like, <laughs> of course, obviously, right? Like, like duh. <laughs> that's like, wow. So, like, he's like a serial killer or something, or somebody who like has some sort of violent, deep-seated he's, thing. He's within some him. guy who like like studied criminal justice and thought he could figure out how to get away with it. I guess kind of thing is is my impression. So <laughs> that's but also that's, extremely amusing to me how badly the TikTok person like got got this wrong. Yeah, yeah. Not a professor. Like, how Turns excited out- are you now because they actually have arrested someone? <laughs> the good lord. Yeah. So. Read 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 his tarot. Tell us, yeah. tell us about him. Uh, speaking of police, um, the police doing are... Doing pseudoscience. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of police and doing pseudoscience, the police are now doing phrenology on 911 calls. Um, Excuse me? 911 call analysis uh, is a new kind of science uh, in, in giant air quotes. Um, wow. Created, created by a former deputy... Deputy police chief from Moraine, Ohio. This guy just made it up. Uh, this this is from- absolutely amazing. So he was Out- like, no, no, bro, we can totally read read the transcripts and tell you about a person. Yeah. From so a- from doing uh, AI on their voice. This guy, whose name is Tracy Harpster, says he tells police and prosecutors around the country uh, that linguistic detection is possible if you know how to analyze callers' speech patterns, their tone of voice, their pauses, their word choice, even their grammar. Uh, Stripped of its context, a misplaced word as innocuous as hi or please or somebody can reveal a murderer on the phone. So, like, if you call and say that, you know, uh, someone is dead or whatever, they'll, like, pick out your word choices or whatever and be like, oh, because you said it this way that means that you actually did it um or whatever it's so, dark in there uh they have an example <laughs> of uh, like um <laughs> they have several examples on this ProPublica uh report of um various uh, 911 calls and sort of the analysis so here's one where someone says you know uh i'm at 5055 Big Rock Streak. I just shot my brother. You just shot your brother. It was by accident. What happened? I just shot my brother by accident. And that says, police claimed that the caller provided extraneous information by saying the shooting was accidental. The detective wrote that this extraneous information was an indicator of guilt because the call should be about help, not justifying actions. So they're basically <laughs> trying to read like ration. They're basically trying to like. Uh, explain rationally people's like deeply irrational nine one one calls because they're panicked and you know experiencing trauma or whatever. Yeah, and they're going like, oh, because you didn't behave rationally in this situation. That's an indication that you're actually guilty or whatever. So, um, yeah, anything anyway, to not have to actually investigate a crime or do any work. If you can right. just like, no, I listened, bro. He's guilty. I could tell for, because of science. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there is a, a discussion in this article about how they basically managed to sort of smuggle this into trials without, you know, like the proper, uh, you know, like, uh, God, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's not, you know, um, something that has been in any way proven to be. Oh uh, yeah, a science yeah. There's no or precedent, anything, right? or it's not. It's not, it's not really admissible. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's not this recognized is to me, man. or anything, but like for um, real. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, remains to be seen if anything will come of this uh, reporting at all. Uh, like, will any of I the just, like, departments that use this stop using it or what? <laughs> anyway, it appears to have, like, it, it's funded this guy's whole retirement. So, you know, good for him. Oh, well, good guess. for good for him, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking about people acting in their own self-interest. Uh, what's Kristen read, Cinema this up is, to? This is remarkable. So this is uh, so because Kristen Cinema uh, left the Democratic Party and now literally everybody hates her. Uh, I think recent polling showed that in a race between her, a Democrat and a Republican, she would get 13 percent of the vote. Um, so people are just unloading on her now. And this includes uh, someone dropped to the Daily Beast uh, a 37 page memo. Uh, for staffing her like you know what all you need to do which i'm sure that every senator and representative has one of these memos and it's like yeah. equally annoying but um but we have Kristen cinemas so you know um here we go so uh you know so so the thing is congressional staffers are meant to aid in congressional duties and not like be personal assistants right um right which is, you know, uh, sort of blown up immediately because uh, it says here, Senator's executive assistant must contact Cinema at the beginning of the work week in Washington to ask if she needs groceries and then make sure this is accomplished. <laughs> it specifies Cinema will reimburse the assistant through Cash App. Uh, <clears throat> it, it also dictates that if the internet in Cinema's private apartment fails, the executive assistant should call Verizon to schedule a repair and ensure a staffer is present. Um, but then there's stuff, you know, it's, so there's like all this stuff that basically like her working hours are weird and she spends a lot of time doing fitness training and all of that because she's like an ultra marathon fitness runner kind of person, whatever. Mm. Um, what's great, though, is which that you like, can be, you know, like quite easily if you have someone else doing all of your other stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> It's also got her eating schedule. What's funny, though, is that, you know, her uh, commitment to athletics pursuits also extended into regular hours. So it's like during the time she's supposed to be doing her job, you know, schedule 45 minute physical paratherapy sessions uh, and a weekly hour long massage, uh, uh, even if it were in the middle of the legislative workday. There's guidance on what seats she should be put in on flights um yada 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 what i love is that you get very d down to the bottom here um firstly it says uh kristen cinema drinks a lot of water make sure to always have a room temperature bottle of water for her um and frankly i find that that's vile to me room temperature water <laughs> like ugh. you gotta cool that uh down <laughs> i'm actually a proponent of room temperature water but because i for a long time when i was younger i my teeth were very sensitive because we didn't have dental insurance uh, so uh i just got into the habit of liking it but yeah it is a it is a strange request when you could just as easily probably have cooled water <laughs> mm -hmm. what's funny is there's all this scheduling stuff but then when you get to like the actual like meat and potatoes of like you know she's a uh congressperson elected by constituents this document outlines the cinema should keep all meetings with constituents in her dc office limited to a block on wednesdays her former aide told the daily beast the cinema would stack as many constituent meetings as possible usually no longer than three minutes into a half hour period on wednesday Shh. 
Uh, this meant that cinema likely spent more time during the work week in physical therapy appointments and massages than with constituents. The do- the document also outlines that scheduling, quote, coffee meetings with lobbyists and donors are fine and to allow those 15 to 20 minutes, a comparatively lengthy stretch of time for a senator r- routinely scheduled down to the second. Um, and then also says call time is incredibly important to Kristen cinema, uh, stating that cinema asks for two to four hours of it on the schedule weekly. That's the time that you, um, call and beg for call donations. For yeah. Yeah. Um, so extremely cool that she's having like three minute meetings with constituents, the people that actually elected her and that she's just, you know, filling up the rest with coffee time and call time and getting massages. <laughs> I hate to say so. it, but this sounds exactly like every congressman or senator that I've like tried to deal with back when I thought that like oh, electoral yeah. politics They're was all worth like my this. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, some it's, are better it's like than a others, farce but, yeah. that we pretend that they do anything. They, right. they really don't. They don't yeah. do anything. They just, they, they just hang out and vibe and get yeah, massages they, on yeah, our They dime. hang out. They ask for more money so they can continue to hang out. And then, but I'm yeah. glad this stuff is coming out. I'm glad that, you know, I'm sure for 2023, the Google trends will show searches for guillotine, how to build will mm. just go mm. through the roof, you know, volcano and, nearest me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, then that, that makes me a little bit happy to think. So whenever I yeah. see stories like this, it's like, it's like a two reactions I have where I'm like, well, I'm sure everyone's like this. Like, as much as I want to hate on this person, they're, they're like just as bad as everyone else probably. And you know what? Good. I want people to get mad. <laughs> yeah. Cause they should be. Cause it's freaking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting mad. Yeah. Ready for our vertical for sure, man. The triumphant return of for sure. Man, <laughs> 2023 edition. <laughs> got some, got some bangers in here. So, you were filling off. this up uh, before I started to fill it up, and it is we are stacked. F- we're folks, stacked. We are stacked today. <laughs> yeah, this might, this might, this, this episode is going to go long. We're forty two minutes in, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I hope you enjoy. Uh, this is from Reddit's r slash Catholicism. Great, great um, Reddit to be in. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're in this Reddit, I'm so sorry. Um, here, here's the post. Is it a sin for Catholics to say the N word? Um, oh dear. <laughs> I have a friend who is Catholic, same as me, and we always get into heated debates because he's white and says the N word and word hard R. And I tell him that it's rude and a sin. He makes the argument. Also, that's a. Imagine that's that's your response to someone saying a hard R N word. A white person. You're sinning. Is, yeah. Saying, excuse me, brother. <laughs> That is very rude, and you are sinning. Yeah. You need to repent. He makes Cease the argument you're sinning that, immediately. <laughs> he makes the argument that I'm being sensitive, and that the word is just a classification of people. No matter how many verses I send denouncing prejudice and saying you should oh not God. insult others, he just doesn't care. <laughs> it's a bad representation of us. What should I do to change this, or is it a lost cause? Also, am I in the right, or am I being sensitive? And... What's funny is almost every single reply is like a scripture verse or a reference to a scripture. Yeah. Um, which, which he has already said, no matter how many verses I send, but it's like uh, people, members of our Catholicism only know send scripture verse, you know, like that's the only thing they know how to do. Yeah. But thankfully, thankfully, uh, 
wild. Thankfully, this is wild. <laughs> most of the people's comments are good, but there's this one here. By hard R, you're contrasting it to the ending in an ah or a uh sound. Are you implying that would be worse or not as bad? Wouldn't the latter be affecting an accent? I mean, I'm guessing that wouldn't be his natural accent. If he's affecting an accent, I guess he might as well wear blackface. Whatever the pronunciation, it's sinful. God condemns racism. And then a, a scripture verse. <laughs> Just like this person getting so hung up on them. Wait, wait. Are they, but they don't have the words to say like, are they appropriating AAV? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's Incredible. a funny thread. Incredible. I've got another Reddit banger because while I was on there, I was like, you I, know what? Let's. There's people on. <laughs> you, you can't say the N word. Read the books. Read the manuals. <laughs> Here's, you know, people people literally linking to the catechism of the Catholic Church, being like, it says right here. Well, well, in the handbook, it actually says. Yeah. <laughs> like, buddy, you man. <laughs> I don't so know sorry. that that's yeah the approach that I would recommend <clears throat> taking. So this comes from the popular uh, fodder gutter of Reddit called "Am I the asshole?" Mm-hmm. Um. And this one is, am I the asshole for giving my friend toilet wine? So basically uh, the back, uh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh, so I like read this and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Someone's, someone's making some, wow some like prison, prisoner wine party weekend <laughs> in their toilet. Like I, I remember I had a friend who was, who was in prison and he, he extolled the virtues of, uh, a toilet hooch to me. Mm. Um, and I was like, I'll just have to take your word for it, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's not what this for is. You. <laughs> so what this is, is I'm not going to read this whole thing. Cause it's kind of long, but basically a person was having a toilet removed from a room that they don't use. And they're going to like remodel or something. And they found in the, the water tank to the toilet, there was a bottle of wine in there and they're mm. like, Oh, cool free wine i guess and they put it in their cupboard which like that's weird okay that's, <laughs> that's yeah, a weird thing that's to a do little odd, like but yeah but like whatever um it's also odd that they go to extreme lengths in this post to explain i learned that people put wine bottles in their toilets to reduce the amount of water usage is that a thing do people do that i've i've never heard of that um, i've watched so many episodes of this old house andrew and i've never once seen this so also like wouldn't a wine bottle float like wine is roughly the same density as water so it just be the glass that's weighing it i don't know that doesn't it's sound like displacing some water obviously because it can't you can't flush the bottle right right but so, i like, feel like i don't know i've never not, i guess i've never tried to throw a bottle of wine into a body of water so i'm not aware if a wine bottle would float or not but i feel like it might <laughs> it it might regardless the the thing is that like um i think there are better your ways toilet, of displacing water yeah, in your toilet tank than than you can change the level on your toilet yeah. floater you could that you could just do that it's not like oh uh, well i gotta go do some plumbing so time to head down to trader joe's to get a bottle of two buck chalk like what <laughs> yeah unfortunately or fortunately this is the only way we can do this and like yeah. Yeah, it's that's a strange thing. But anyhow, they had a friend over there were cooking and she was like, oh, I ran out of I need white wine. Do you have any white wine? And he's like, oh, you know, I do. And he grabbed the, the toilet wine out of the cupboard 
gave it to her. Um, she used it to make um, a dressing, like like stuffing, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then he, oh, this he is, only found out- This is out, a comedy of errors. I'm reading It's this. like a party. <laughs> everyone ate the stuffing. He went and poured himself some wine after everyone left and tasted it. And he realized, oh, it was full of water. This wasn't a bottle of wine. It was a old wine bottle people filled with water mm. and put into the toilet. <clears throat> so she had cooked with water. So the next time they had a party, he brought this up thinking it would be a fun story. And mm. and everyone got mad at him. Like, I can't yeah. believe you had us drink toilet wine. I, I would have I would have just taken the L on that one. I would have not have brought up the funny story. You know, that's something that you take to your grave kind of thing. So. I th- I'm of two minds here, Andrew, because like I feel like firstly, yes, you, there's no reason you have to tell anybody or admit it. But secondly, like it's not that big of a deal. Like if someone told me like, oh, yeah, I found this bottle. I thought it was of wine. It was in the the, the tank of the toilet. There's no poop in the toilet in the toilet at that point. That's 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 just well, especially water. not in the it's, tank. Yeah. Yeah. Like unless somebody's doing an upper decker, you know, <laughs> maybe these are people who do that. God. But generally speaking, and it's and it's even if it is, it's still in a bottle. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's not it's not it's not that risky. I'm sure I'm sure Dr. Don would say, eh, you know, wipe down the bottle. You're probably You're- fine. I'm just thinking about you uh, redoing your bathroom now. And so like now you go and buy a, a bottle of wine and pour it That's out. on my list. I bought, I bought tampons, pads, <laughs> uh, cotton, cotton circle. What are those things called? Uh, and uh, Cotton rounds, yeah. Cotton rounds and, uh, and wine. And a bottle of wine, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a fun evening for me. Um, yeah, so anyhow, that was a funny post. Now this next this next one is from twitter.com but it's actually from it's it's a secret Twitter, TikTok. Twitter.com snuck, secret. I, I, I snuck TikTok into your Twitter. Sorry. Oh dear. But this is funny because I saw this TikTok um and I was like, dude, this guy is so cool. This is like tremendous swag. So it's like a popcornman at a at a movie theater, right? I'm looking at this. This is like the Turkish ice cream guy, but for, yeah. this is like the American version of the Turkish ice cream guy. Yeah, and this fellow's <laughs> just just doing such a cool job. He's thoroughly buttering and salting and seasoning and mixing it and making a show of it. And he does mm-hmm. like a cool like like the way the the swag of the peace sign he does at the end when he hands the like he doesn't even care he's not doing yeah. it for you he's doing it because he cares about the corn okay he's and, doing it to get through the day I think too you know yeah I mean you gotta yeah, you gotta you, you, gotta, you gotta you gotta flip the popcorn uh you know box you gotta you kind of swirl it under the under the thing that dispenses liquid quote unquote butter um I just like you know the, but the person tweeted this TikTok. And their response to this amazing feat of humanity was, I've been dying all, I've been dying at this the whole day. I just know he thought he was killing that shit, like tear crying, laughing he, death. He is. Emo- like, he is killing it. He's he a is. king. Yeah. That's freaking swag out the wazoo. Like, this guy is. Just, just because cool you can't comprehend a man like uh, doing popcorn in this way, you're like, meh. It's Pathetic. like, like, 
he's actually cares about his job and is making it fun and and having a good time and doing it well. Like this, this is something that really bugs me because you know, the reason she said this is because he is a um, food service worker, like the lowly list on the rung. You know what I mean? It's okay mm-hmm. to shit on, on that, that kind of worker. And then secondly, cause he's fat. I feel <laughs> like, like it, yeah, that's all it is. It's like, Oh, this goober shouldn't be having fun and enjoying himself. Right. The important <laughs> part about the important part about being a hater is that you have to know when it's appropriate to be a hater, right? And like yeah. hating on a guy getting paid minimum wage to hand you your popcorn who's doing it in an amusing way for both himself and you. Uh yeah. that's not something you should be a hater about. What who's 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 being harmed by this person's behavior? Yeah, know? he's he's bringing nothing but delight into this world and you're shitting yeah. on him? Like that, that, my man is actively like, working uh, you know against the entropy of the universe and you're like <laughs> shit sucks man so. yeah i i'm not a fan of the this kind of person and it's just Come like on, man. i i am having to close the tab because this has made me very hungry for popcorn <laughs> <laughs> dude me too I've been, I've been thinking about popcorn all week after seeing this i wanted to go to the movies i looked at the movies i don't want to see any of them but i almost went because i was like I, I may go no. to the mall after we're done recording <laughs> to go to the popcorn place and and the they, mall. Oh, the you have a, you have a at the specialty mall. popcorn place we have a we have a dock popcorn at the mall yeah a doctor of popcorn doc well it just says doc i'm not i'm not aware of it trust him is his name is his name like jim jim colonel or something Uh, because because he's competing with people like angela gum do you know what i mean yeah that's true doctor doctor dr popcorn (laughs) i think the gentleman in this tiktok is is the doctor of popcorn he should be given yeah. a, 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 a honorary doctorate anyway. So. Honorary doctorate in popcorn. I absolutely yeah. agree. It's mm. like it's just like that punching down versus punching up kind of discourse, but like even more simple. Like it's not even like you don't even have to deter- determine where they are on the hierarchy in reference to you. You just have to go like this person is doing nothing but goodness. Like, yeah, eh. right. I don't now like that's the impulse. Peanut brittle. <clears throat> no, exactly. He's like Huel. If you you can't shit on Huel, you can't. Shit on Dr. Popcorn, okay? Yeah. I'm you sick can't of it. shit on this next person I'm <laughs> going to tell you about, though. This is the yeah. type of person this person should... This Camille... Camille? The, the, the tweeter that's that's hating on my swag king? Mm-hmm. Put put your efforts to, to shitting on people like this. This is Natasia Ponomarenko. <clears throat> Founder and CEO. So already like (laughs) you've done the work you know you you go to the bio you see Mm -hmm. what she's doing this tweet uh was was on the 29th of december i've been living in san francisco also sf sf she writes it frisco as they call it i live in frisco they all call it frisco they love it when you say the barrier yeah um it's right next to san jose (laughs) um and sacramento Uh, yeah (laughs) i've i've been living in sf for a few weeks now and love it for the most part one thing that strongly irks me is hearing homeless people scream nonsense outside my apartment on an almost daily basis people (laughs) uh, rich people in sf just love to hate homeless people it's like their their primary activity is complaining about homeless people and then like actively working against if not or doing nothing about you know actually like helping those people in any way i think it's like if they went to disneyland 
and yeah. and there was like a pile of poop. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. but wait, this is supposed to be my my beautiful garden idyllic world. There should love be anything Disneyland. bad here. Don't don't love the children crying. You know, <laughs> this is supposed to <laughs> this, be the happiest place on earth. This is, but that's not even an exaggeration. That's like, I'm yeah, sure no. she has a tweet like this. Yeah, it's happening right now. I can't understand why the woman is uh, this saying was it. Supposed it feels to be like I'm in a World of Utopia? Warcraft game. <laughs> she literally said, "It feels like I'm in a World of Warcraft game and I'm listening to a goblin." She called a homeless person having a traumatic episode a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, nothing could be wrong with that. Um, it appears I that this that I, person is uh, uh, fairly right wing anyway, because uh, a right. tweet from 23 minutes ago, Happy New Year, may the NPCs escape the Matrix in 2023. If you aren't aware, those are all just like goofy code words of like stuff Elon has said or retweeted about, you know. Like NPCs Someone, in the Matrix are like you know mainstream culture and it's all non. Anyway, someone I hate in the this comments, person and I feel justified the, for doing so. Someone in the comments found that that she apparently has, um, oh never mind. She's friends with another right wing influencer in San Francisco, who's like an Andrew Tate uh, disciple. So. Cool. Yeah, female Andrew that. Tate disciple is like that's a real that's amazing that's I was walking past Twitter HQ when I overheard a father telling his son about all of the companies Elon runs Twitter SpaceX Neuralink Tesla the little boy goes how does he have time to do everything I left before hearing an answer but Elon really is an icon so there you go <laughs> now you said she's a CEO do you want to know she's, if a, she's CEO, a CEO founder of, and CEO Andrew. yeah oh founder and CEO sorry <clears throat> yeah it's of, it's an of, app. It's an app called, called Core Core Circle. Core Circle. Corsicle. Uh, social word. Fitness. It is a social network for gym bros. Is basically what it is. Mm. So um, that tells you everything you need to know about this person. Truly. <clears throat> and you know what? I'm googling volcanoes near. SF. I'm sure this is useful for some people, <laughs> but like this is repellent to me personally. Oh yeah. No, you shouldn't, you shouldn't ever brag like you, like it should be shameful for people to be like, look at all of the work I put into looking this way. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like that should like, you just, you gotta, it, that's no, like that's. Well, at least they're on their own dumb social network. Oh, you know what? Maybe if we do get them all on there. Yeah. <laughs> Go post your ga hashtag gains only on this app. Do so not. It's like a honey pot for, for gym bros. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, can post if, them on the Jeremy Renner app too, but you know, and if the FBI wants to find a, a child predator, you know they have a good place to go, right? Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Um, speaking of like people complaining about their neighbors, we have um, this is a tweet. Someone says, "When I say Nextdoor is the most ridiculous app on the internet, this is what I mean." And it's a screenshot of a Nextdoor post. Um, someone says here, I've been noticing the same car every morning between seven to eight. It drives by. Then every afternoon it drives <coughs> by again around five or so. I'm very concerned. My grandson suggests we do a stakeout. He said, my grand marquee looks like a cop car and we could pull them over. Thoughts, everyone. And then people in the comments say, sounds like someone going to work and back home again. <laughs> what? <laughs> They didn't even yep. and like sounds like someone going to work and coming back home in the afternoon. And then the OP says, OMG, I feel ridiculous. That's exactly what it is. 
<sighs> like at first I was like, this has got to be a troll. But no, like no the poster there are people that are there are people that uh are this um oblivious, unintelligent, I don't know what, suspicious, like would it I, I don't know. The other There's, day I've just been Andrew, noticing a pattern. These these people they leave <laughs> at the same time and then they come back. I think something's going on. Something suspicious is going on. We have got to give the boomers a busy box. Something Something that's Seriously. harmless to keep yeah. them occupied. Like even the Gen Xers. I'm sorry, can, Harold. Can Amazon um, invent some sort of like little machine that jangles keys? <laughs> just because like I I I went I always don't I don't want to be ageist, but like man, it's really hard with these lead eating dullards. Like they they're everywhere and like so I, I got off work early a couple weeks ago because it's like around the holidays or whatever. And so I drove home during a time of day where I normally wouldn't. It was like in the early, early afternoon, like 12 or 1 or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it That's was suspicious like... suspicious behavior, uh, well, actually. So <laughs> there was so much traffic out. I was like, what in the world? Like, where are all these people? Like, none of these people work? Like, because to me, I'm usually like at work. I assume everyone else is at work. Yeah. But then I was like, no, there's, there's like tons amount of people, people not doing at work. nothing. Yeah. They're not at work. They're not doing anything productive. They and and I and then I was like, okay, let me take an inventory of everyone I passed by. They were all like boomers in SUVs, driving mm. alone in an SUV, taking up space on the road, like yeah. just 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 ambling about, not knowing what to do, like, and probably posting on Nextdoor. You know, like, right? Uh, <laughs> someone someone needs to give these people something to do. Uh, maybe send them to the moon i don't know but like and you know what i I love i know as someone who knows many boomers and loves many boomers you know i'm sensitive to their plights but like golly yeah (laughs) this is the they don't have they don't have like computer games that they can spend their time you know well short of like i don't know wordle and whatnot but you know they all they all like to play um what is that uh the the matchy matchy game, uh, not Candy Bejeweled, Crush, uh, Candy Crush, but then they like lose all of their children's inheritances. Yeah, playing Candy Crush. We what we need is we need some sort of universal basic gaming laptop where we just send every boomer a laptop and that which has like pre-installed like Civilization Six and The Sims <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. Anyway. Um, next we have, so this was sort of amusing. Um, so, uh, the New York times recently hired a fellow who used to work for the wall street journal, um, which is frankly a resume that would disincline me from hiring someone, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and he was immediately put on the, uh, Sam Bankman freed FTX beat. And so he rushed Mm. down to the Bahamas to write a piece entitled In the Bahamas, A Lingering Sympathy for Sam Bankman-Fried. Residents there have a generous view of the disgraced FTX founder. Um, So, you know, he basically went and found people who like crypto in the Bahamas. Uh, This is not an article that we needed. Um, this is a vacation like i in some ways this, i admire this is a the vacation grit. and then like some sort of weird like consent manufacturing or like reputation uh, attempt at like saving reputation kind of it's a bizarre like it's an article that doesn't need to exist 
Um, and to give it's you an idea like, of how, okay. this is why you shouldn't read the news. Like, yeah, this is why. <laughs> this is why, like, or or at least you should you should take all jerk quote unquote journalism or anything that comes out of like the big newspapers or magazines like with a huge grain of salt because like most of these people. They just want to go to the Bahamas. They, 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 don't, they don't really care about truth. <laughs> right. And, and, and to give you an idea of how you know that the guy who wrote this isn't serious, he tweeted this piece, a link to this piece, and he said, my first solo New York Times piece, and rest assured, I found a way to include my drink order. These people think they're so cool and that people like them. They really think that people like them. Yeah. But I'm sure everyone who knows them in real life does not really like them. <laughs> It's just like how deeply un like you're tr like you think that you're doing like some high powered journalism that's gonna change the world and then you're like oh, I worked my drink order into it isn't that neat it's like this is not you're not a serious person so <laughs> so I hate the good thing is like the some <laughs> go ahead so the, the reaction there's, there's in there's like this some guy's... good some good journalism there's like and it's important you know but like. You know, it's also mixed in with this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like. Right. Um, yeah. The good thing is the reaction in this guy's uh, mentions has been universally negative. Um, and he has not he has not tweeted since tweeting that. So um, that'll that'll be curious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see if he has thought on this at all or not. Um, Anyway, um, next we have, so have you seen this guy on TikTok? Um, I've, I've had the misfortune of having this guy's TikTok served to me. He's like an Irish guy. Um, and the, the, the one thing that he does in each of his TikToks is that like his TikToks will begin. It's just him as a talking head. Um, but then yeah. there's like an effect gets applied where it fades to uh, an inverted, like a negative, and then over his eyes it says "boyo alert," and then it fades back and it continues the rest of the TikTok uh, as normal because that's like his branding. Is the he's, first he's, the first video I saw of this fellow, I told TikTok, "Do not show this to me ever again." Yeah, which <laughs> I did too. Um, so this is this is an Irish uh, trad. His his uh -huh. uh, handle is uberboyo. Uh, and he, he put out a tweet here that says, uh, I went to church this morning, the most trad Catholic you can get rural. You pass cows on the way in 100% white Irish. The priest did a speech during the service, celebrating the Christian virtue of taking in refugees. He praised a nearby town that is now 60% immigrants. And then he's put a gif of like Matthew McConaughey smoking a cigarette and looking, you know, like exhausted or whatever. Um, it, so it's amusing to me. This is like local trad actually encounters like Christianity and the te the actual tenants thereof, and it's like, well, this isn't what I wanted at all. <laughs> I I came like... to this rural one hundred percent white Irish church, and you're telling me about how good it is to take in refugees. Like this is also like, this isn't what I was promised. Says something that he says white Irish, as if they're like someone yeah, who's black and in Ireland white Irish. isn't Irish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's a little bit that 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 gives away the game pretty yeah. much what's funny to me is that like approximately half of this guy's tiktoks are uh him talking about nietzsche which is a remarkable thing considering he's like also a catholic trad i wouldn't 
think that those things go together, but you know, I'm not a student of Nietzsche, I guess, as he is. Um, yeah, he replaced this guy. If you want to know anything about Ireland, um, you gotta just, just search for Frankie's cultural observations. That's the only, that's the Irish guy you need to listen to. Okay. Well, that and Craig boy mental. Yeah. And Craig boy mental. Those are the good Irishmen. Have you, have you seen, have you seen Frankie's cultural observations? I have not. No. Okay. Let me turn. I think I'm going to sound on Safari. I think I can, um, he, he just like, (laughs) he's doing like man on the street. He's so subversive and good. Like, so he doesn't allow the people he's talking about to say anything, but he stands Mm. next to them and basically describes a phenomenon or like an observation about a type of person or a trend. Um, and, uh, Here's a, let me, come on, play. Why aren't you playing? Oh, the sound is off, man. Okay, here we go. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Frankie's Cultural Observations. Today, we're going to be exploring the most majestic creature of them all, the Canada Goose. The Canada Goose is an urban dweller. Predominantly found hanging around outside. So these are all guys wearing puffy down jackets. They're an intelligent mm. yet defiant and stubborn species. The Canada goose is a beautiful creature, a beauty that only gets overshadowed by their lack of empathy towards law enforcement agencies and basically just other people in high vis jackets, like that fella over there looking at the speed camera, or just the fella beside him who's standing beside a pole for no reason. In today's consumerist culture. Canada Goose resides at the pinnacle of street fashion. They're the most expensive jackets on the market. We don't wear Canada Goose for its durability or its warmth. We consume Canada Goose because of its sign value. And the sign says, hey, I'm wearing Canada Goose. And there's a pretty good chance that I might be a drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, (laughs) Frankie's Culture Observations highly recommend if you want to. Mm-hmm. Get good Irish stuff. <laughs> um, next we have, this is rare, not a tweet. Um, this oh. is an article from The Federalist entitled, <clears throat> It's Time to Tell the Truth About Colonialism in Africa. Oh, no. In defense of German colonialism using yeah. that font? Historian Bruce Gillies' <laughs> provocative book what? in defense of German colonialism. What? Um, what's, what? what's interesting... Ah, I'm sorry. This just this threw me. So so I didn't read what? this article because like it's obviously stupid, but what's funny to me is that it's a review of a book uh entitled In Defense of German Colonialism and How Its Critics Empowered Nazis, Communists, and the Enemies of the West. Um this is this particular what? author's second book. His first book was entitled The Last Imperialist, Sir Alan Burns' Epic Defense of the British Empire. So um so he's yeah. a British Nazi is what he is. Uh actually he's at Portland State University. So. Oh, he's not what is he what? What a yeah. weirdo. Mm-hmm. A final yeah. quirk of German colonialism was that it did not give does not have much support at home, writes Gilly. Bismarck had little interest in colonial enterprise, and German officials and capitalists viewed colonial acquisition as a waste of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you see the work cited on this. So much for white supremacy explaining the origins of German colonialism. Oh my God. 
<laughs> it's all it's all stuff like uh, you know there's a title here like german colonialism brought benefits and it's all like oh uh, you know the germans uh, provided health care and uh things and you know taught them how to uh taught them uh language and and all of this stuff and it's like yeah when did the, when did so the that federalist they could website to work also, I don't know if you're seeing this, but like the Federalist website is like full on Nazi looking now. Like yeah. their design mm-hmm. is like, um, we we bring in bring in Himmler. Tell us how to design our website. Um, yeah, I mean it's been that way for a little while, but it's definitely been been lurching. Well, it used more to be like dark direction. gray and stuff like that. It used to be more like Retervern a little bit. Yeah, but now it's just no. full fash. Yeah, the Federalist is probably one of the more fascist uh, right wing publications for sure. So, yeah, they have an entire category entitled for, for abortion. They have popular categories, politics, culture, religion, media, entertainment, law, abortion, foreign policy, education. So didn't they also have like black crime? I don't know if they still have that. That was a that. Breitbart. But yes. Oh, I think the Federalist had something similar too, though. There was they, something like probably. that. I can't remember what it yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do we want to see to the Federalist website. staff's 2022 winners and losers of the year? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like <clears throat> if i if i like saw any of these people in a room like i went to a party and i just turn around i just do the the simpson thing it's just a whoop, turn right around loser pick up my hat. loser covid vaccine manufacturers okay <sighs> they're just doing this again i, I don't know like uh, this is all just the dumbest stuff oh here we go Winner, Moloch slash Ball. Um. <laughs> Bale, one of the big winners this year. <laughs> and Moloch. Oh, That's okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> one of the common things that I see uh, in this article is that uh, they see the the like COVID uh, truthers seem to think that they were somehow vindicated this year. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure why they think that. So I used to be but. so like in tune with what these people were thinking and what they were into, but like it's hazardous to your health to I to, just to can't be, that be bothered to know. Like every time it's like now I'm just like it's like a different. They're speaking a different language to me. I'm like, huh. What they they do exist in a a manifestly different reality is the they're thing. a lot more marginalized now too. Do you know what I mean? Like I think I think the more like the not good people, but are that are more normy, like sort See, of they, they did were, a little dalliance always, with it, and they're like, eh, they were always the ones yelling at like leftists that like, oh, you're too in your little bubble or whatever, and yet they yeah. have they have just like completely just like spun off into their own micro bubbles. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, good luck to them. <laughs> now what's this um, one? Speaking of annoying guys at a party. <laughs> this is um another tra- a lot of trad content today. This is a, a in a guest essay in the New York Times entitled Poetry Died 100 Years Ago This Month. And what has happened here is this is a guy named Matthew Walther, editor of The Lamp, a Catholic literary journal. Okay. Has written an article uh in which he uh fucking owns T.S. Eliot. Get so, him. That's great. He's just, uh, he's like, man, you know, T.S. Eliot really destroyed poetry. It says, uh, um, you know, what the hell is a goat-footed balloon man anyway? 
His poetic revolution began in 1950 with the well-known opening of the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock. Let us go then, you and I, when the evening is spread out against the sky like a patient etherized upon a table. To an Eliot detractor, this grotesque simile, comparing the evening sky to an anesthetized human body, was a moment of rupture, a discarding of the entire established tradition of poetic diction and imagery, and the implicit reverence that undergirded both. But that, of course, was the point. He he, uh, big mad at T. S. Eliot. Who, he's absolutely who, mad died a hundred years stuff ago. That, this is like someone whose like modernism has ruined, uh, <laughs> you know, modern cult, you know, like the culture or whatever. So, uh, but this is um, also this that is maybe poem, the most absurd thing that I've read this year. <laughs> it's funny because it's like considered one of the best poems of all time. Yeah, like, and this. <laughs> well, this is sort of like we were talking about. Uh, you know, before we started recording, which is contrarians who are contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. Yeah. Like they're, they're just, their entire thing is to just be like, I actually dislike the thing that everyone likes. And like, that's become a thing now with trads where they're just like, you know, they're like poetry as it exists today is terrible and was ruined by T.S. Eliot a hundred years ago. Um, because he like, doesn't appropriately revere, uh, you know, like, humanity or back in my day andrew these people used to just make bands and make emo music and it was fine and it was actually kind of good some of it low-key like i i kind (laughs) of wish that this guy's writing would remain in uh the stupid catholic literary journal he works for uh the new york times does not need to devote any sort of space all i know is andrew if your goal this week was to convince me that i made the right choice for stop subscribing to the new york times a while ago <laughs> like you yeah, this is what you're paying for uh, like yeah. like you are if you are paying for the this new guy's york a times, contributing this writer yeah this guy's a contributing writer for the new york times the new york times is giving him money to write this utter like just insane nonsense <laughs> it's just like it's just like pouring viral agent into the populace it's you yeah. know what i mean it's like remember in the 90s when we were obsessed with like um, toxic goo and toxic waste and it was gonna like mutate mm. and it was gonna leach into everything and mutate you and stuff like that um, a, a fear that reached its apotheosis in the movie uh, in the movie Batman Begins <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> when that, Ra's al Ghul doses the entire population of Gotham <laughs> that's basically what this what the New York Times is doing with our brains like for real you you should be upset about this and not upset about anything from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you know what I mean yeah right the end the end the, dude the second if you the second left the last paragraph can mm. it be revived the philosopher slaws he breaks up Zizek, <laughs> has uh. said that it is easier to imagine the end of the world than it is to imagine the end of capitalism for my part I have an easier time convincing or conceiving of a world socialist utopia than I do of a revival of poetry in English ideology Truly, truly. Well, I'll never show him my poems. I am a man. Yeah. (laughs) This is a guy, one of one of the most popular poets, you know, in English history. T. S. Eliot. This guy's like (laughs) writing a a a multi-page screed about. He's so impactful that, like, I remember they taught. There was like a whole section on him in my sophomore year English class, high school, and. We talked about him in college. Like, I like what? <laughs> also, like, I'm sorry, but like, 
nobody cares about poetry. That's not what pe- people do not gather around with the water cooler to discuss the latest poems. They're talking about what's <laughs> Dude, on HBO, can, you know, like that's like, what you, you really should be work? going in on. Could you imagine if it worked like, you know, you're coming back after the holidays and someone pops into the Dude, office and they're bro, like, bro, I bro. just heard the sickest poem. You read that new E.E. E. Cummings? <laughs> Shit is fire. <laughs> Wait, is E.E. E. Cummings? He's the one with the goat footed balloon man now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but he's the he's the free form poetry. Guy, that's that's E.E. So. E. Cummings. Yeah, that's like the weirdest. That's the weirdest poem in just mm. in just spring when the world is mud luscious. The little lame balloon man whistles far and we. And Eddie and Bill come I running think, from marbles to pyres. Like he he should have done E.E. E. Cummings because this is way weirder. Yeah, goat footed balloon man whistles far and we. <laughs> I'll say that a, a thing that I think that these trads do not understand is like just how badly the First World War broke everyone's brains at that time. You know? Yeah. They're not and very that's, good. That's that's why they decided to sort of break with convention and all of they that. They also tradition, don't understand so. any type of metaphor other than a straight simile. Do you know what I mean? Like uh Yeah. Like like any sort of comparison has to be super obvious for them to understand it. Like they they have they're like a no vibes culture. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of no vibes, uh, the if you I do I just learned about this Twitter account. Man, I'm shaking my microphone. The, it's mm. the whole Mars catalog, whole Mars I, blog. How I'm surprised you're only just now following or finding out about the whole Mars catalog, which is uh one of one of Elon Musk's uh biggest simp's and reply guys. It's incredible. So like. They've declared for the first time in 100 years the competition is coming for legacy audio. Welcome to the or auto, sorry. Welcome to the year of the Cybertruck. Yeah. So I don't just 2023 is the year of the Cybertruck. Everybody just get on board. Cybertruck, the worst the worst looking vehicle Tesla has produced. The goofiest and all looking of their vehicle. Look. It's stupid. It doesn't the least perhaps the work. least practical as well. Like, yeah. I don't like know. I guess they did succeed in making the El Camino look cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. I, 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 I am not. Whoa. Sorry. I clicked. A, I clicked the video and it started playing horrible music. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. This is the thing is like these folks uh, who are excited about the Cybertruck like this. Uh, I don't know what they're huffing, but it is extremely strong. <laughs> like, I had, this like, is not a car that looks normal or appealing to like. I had someone in my real life. Not a, after uh, they revealed the Cybertruck, it like got brought up like, what well, do you see that Cybertruck thing? And they're like, dude, it's so cool. And I just started laughing in their face. Like I, like I couldn't control it. Like it wasn't mean spirited. It was just like the only thing I can do with the emotion I'm feeling right now is just laugh. Like, are you yeah. fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, really. And I've never heard them talk about it ever again. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's the appropriate reaction. Yeah. Like, you can't even engage in an argument. You just have to be like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? You're, you're, you have a problem if you think yeah. that looks like a good car. 
Um, however, if it if it does flop, uh, I want you to know, Aaron, that according to this next person, if you celebrate something that flops, that makes you a bad person. Okay, for real? Yeah. So this is at Metaplex Movie says real quick. I don't care how bad you think the movie Babylon is. If you're celebrating the flop of one of the priciest big swing studio movies this decade, you're celebrating another nail in the coffin of original film programming made by actual filmmakers at the studio level. So this is. Had you even heard of this movie? I had not heard of this movie. It's, um, I think, yeah, I think I have, but I, I haven't did not seem anything. It did not seem widely advertised. Um, but it's a Netflix uh, or something. I don't know. Uh, No, I think it's a theater. I think it was, I confused it. I confused it with Amsterdam. I actually have no idea what this is. Okay. Yeah, no. So this was put, this is Paramount, um, that has released this. It's a movie by Damien Chazelle, who uh, previously did Whiplash, La La Land, and First Man, so like has a good history. Um, mm-hmm. But you know they can't all be bangers. So this one um, flopped pretty badly. It had a budget of about eighty million dollars, and so far the box office is eleven million dollars. Um, so uh, I mean, whoops. I've never heard of this movie, so that could be a problem. Yeah, they didn't seem to advertise it, which is um, kind of important. Um, yeah. It also has a, a Rotten Tomatoes has a rating of 55%, so like kind of an average boring This movie. seems like a movie I um, could get into. This is what I'm talking about where I, like, I, I could go for the vibe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, show me, show me like people in, in well-lit jazz clubs. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I do think it is kind of funny when, uh, something flops this big. Like, I feel like that's just kind of amusing when, when, yeah, to me, it's not an indicator of like the art behind the thing. It's more of an indicator of like the, the, um, the fickle nature of our economic system and our production, the way movies are made. Like, yeah, this is like, the thing. Everyone wants to criticize a, this stuff outside hit. the context of capitalism, but yeah. like, it's obvious that that that's the problem. It's the studios. It's the the elite. It's the people. You know, the streaming services. It's all like, ugh. yeah, yeah. So, but this person uh, does a, a very long thread about how like, oh, this is gonna make Hollywood, uh, you know, retreat even further into making like you know, uh, non prestige, you know, like, Oh, it's only gonna, uh, lead into more things like Marvel or whatever kind of stuff. So, um, <laughs> and blaming the know. audience is a really funny thing to do. Do you know what I mean? When you think about it, like, right. Yeah. It's, it's like, our Oh, fault. you can't, Oh, you think it's, you're celebrating this flop. Like that's your, your, you shouldn't do that. So yeah, <laughs> people, I just like, just, people need to get normal get more normal please like be be normal like us why can't people just be normal like us you know what i mean mm-hmm. inshallah they will become inshallah yeah. anyway I, you're allowed to dislike a movie and you're allowed to think it's funny when a movie that is kind of milk toast and boring that that a studio spent a lot of money on doesn't go anywhere and just you're- proves even further that they're discon- they're just uh, all of these stupid movie studios are just completely disconnected from reality. They don't know what anyone actually wants to watch. 
Um, no. And any and any attempt that they make at like, well, maybe it's like this, it just ends in failure. It's just they don't know how to human because they're not normal. That's the thing. Like they, they've unnormal, yeah. unhumanized them, dehumanized themselves, separating themselves from the rest of humanity to the point where they don't understand it. And also, That's, like, I don't think a movie directed by someone who's directed like three very successful previous movies and stars Brad Pitt uh, and Margot Robbie and a bunch of other people um, in an in ensemble cast, like, I don't think that's really like going out on a huge limb, yeah. you know, in terms of like, like, oh, this is a really unique, like, no, that's just the lesson here, I think, is that we need more movies. We need more mid-budget movies that are just oh, good, yeah. like, like Glass Onion. Like good stories. Stop trying to, sw stop trying to swing for the fences every time. Just yeah. make good movies. Yeah, it's not, it's not that hard. Um, I, yeah. I, I do want to interrupt, we're, you know, we're, we're reaching the end of our show and I just, I just, um, heard from our, um, well, actually from the lawyer, weirdly of our guest that we were going to have, um, oh dear. he apparently is now in a Romanian prison. So hmm. I don't hmm. think he's going to make it <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, well, you know, and we apparently, are here at the end of the episode. Something anyway, with so. Greta Thunberg. I don't know. I have. Something about traf human trafficking. Uh, I'm honestly, it sounds like we dodged a bullet, man. Like I think, yeah, I think we dodged yeah. a bullet not having them on our show. We don't want to be implicated in any of his crimes. So yeah, yeah sorry, I'd say so. Sorry yeah. to our friend Andrew Tate. We won't have you on. Um, have fun in prison. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.